to Internet Marketing for Humans, digestible internet marketing insight and advice to help you grow your business. Hey, welcome back to Internet Marketing for Humans. I'm your host, Andrew Laws. I am Chief Human at Internet Marketing for Humans, and it's a silly job title, but I gave it to myself so there's no one else to blame. Right, so why is nobody reading your blog posts? Let me paint a scenario for you. You've listened to a podcast, maybe this one. You've read an article, you've seen some digital marketing experts speak at an event, and they've said, you've got to be writing blog posts. You must write articles, create content. And you know what, they're right. And maybe it sunk in and you went away and you crafted a beautiful article and you posted it on your website and then nothing happened. Nobody read it. It, it didn't rock your world. It didn't turn your business around. It didn't do all these amazing things that the uh, experts claim it will have done. So why is that? Well, probably because you haven't told anyone about it. There you go. Okay, well, thanks for listening. Um, no, only joking. Um, just writing the content is really the first part of the journey. There's lots of things that we can do and should do if we want people to engage with those posts. So let's have a sort of a, a back to basics about how we get people to read our mailing, um, sorry, our articles. Right, first of all, let's start by telling people on social media. Sounds like the most obvious thing in the world, but are you actually telling people you've published something new? And are you crafting the message for each platform, each social media thing you're on, specifically for that audience. Let me explain a bit further. Quite often see people post articles they've written to, say, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, wherever, and all they do is they put the title of the post and then a link. Now, the title should be good. The title should be something that kind of whips people around the head and drags them in and think, makes them think, I must read this. But you know, you've got a bit more space there. You can go a bit further. Even on Twitter with its character, you know, its short limit for how many things you can say, you can go further than just the title, you know, the headline and a link. When I talk about there being a different message for each platform, it's just because people act differently. So on Facebook, things are a bit more kind of chilled out. People are on there looking for their friends' holiday pictures or whatever, and you've got to kind of catch their eye and think, make them think, hey, yeah, this is interesting. LinkedIn, you can be a bit more direct. In fact, with LinkedIn, it's a good idea to say, this is the article, this is what it's about, this is what you'll get from it. It's very kind of business-like, which I quite like, actually. Instagram, well, to be honest, you, you're up for a bit of a challenge there for getting people to read a blog post from Instagram. But if that's where your audience is... I'm hoping you know how to engage them and I'm hoping you know about hashtags and about writing nice little lead-ups there so make people want to go to your website, follow link in bio or whatever, and read your article. So there's the social thing. Tell people. Don't be afraid to post the same um, link more than once as well. Not like in one day maybe, but if your message doesn't connect with your audience and doesn't get people to you, to your, um, your beautiful article or your blog post, then post it again with a different message. Try something else. There's, there's no rules here, really. Right, so what can we do on a mechanical level to get more people to your beautiful blog? First of all, if you are a bricks and mortar business or a business with a location, then I hope you are on Google My Business. 
If not, go to business.google.com right now. Just literally just press pause on this podcast, go do it, and it's that important. But if you are on there, which I know most of you are, then post a link to your blog post there. It's been around for a while now, but if you go to business.google.com and log into your Google My Business profile, you can add an update, add a post. This is also quite a good idea because despite the fact Google knows about your website and they pretty much know as soon as you posted something new, if you post to the uh, your Google My Business profile, it's just a way of sort of saying, hey world, look, this, this, this is a brand new thing, look at this. And where it pops up is also quite useful because if people search for your company name and in Google you get the knowledge graph, which is the box on the top right-hand side that lists your opening hours and whatever, there'll also be a link to your article there. So that's quite a nice, fairly easy way of getting more people to your blog post. One of the things I like about this method, so adding updates to Google My Business, is there's no way to automate it. And whenever there's a channel or an opportunity that there's no way to automate it means a lot of people can't be bothered so if you take the few seconds it takes to go post an update then you're probably already doing better than some of your competitors right so that's google my business now a slightly more mechanical version of that would be google's search console now every website should be connected to google search console i'm not going to ask you to pause the podcast again but you should be there if you want to find out more about why uh, Google Search Console is so essential, then just go back through previous episodes of this podcast. It is. Just, just for now, just take my word for it. Now, when you connect your website to Google Search Console, you can add your sitemap. And if you're a WordPress user, for example, every new page or post you add to your website gets added to the sitemap. And it's just a way of sort of gently tapping Google on the shoulder and saying, hey, something new here so that they figure it out, add it to their index, and decide where to rank it. It's not going to be the, the biggest gain. It's not going to get you as much traffic, so as many visitors to your website as other things we're talking about in this podcast. But it's, it's a bit of an essential, really. Right, so next, re, next way to get more people reading your, your new article. Have you got a mailing list? If you've got a mailing list, are you emailing your mailing list to tell them there's something new for them to read. This is quite an important one because quite a lot of businesses will put almost the whole article in the email. So they'll go into MailChimp, for example, and just write, I don't know, like 500 to 1,000 words. That pretty much is the article. My recommendation is keep it snappy. For most audiences, for most people, they just want a short email. It's just, again, it's to draw them in. You can go into more depth than you can on your social posts to lead people to your articles, but probably not much further than that. And remember, these people are your friends. You can talk to them with a bit more familiarity, not like, what, what's up, governor? Um, unless that's your niche, of course. But you can sort of say, hello, friends. You, know, it, it, you can be a bit more assumptive about how much they like you. And that does draw people in. Right, so there's mailing lists. <laughs> Hey, sorry for interrupting, but we've got something neat for you. If you want to put some of the things you've heard in the podcast into action, we've created a free workbook for you. It's called Build Your Digital Marketing Battle Plan, and you can download it for free at internetmarketingforhumans.com forward slash battle plan. And that battle plan's all one word. 
So internetmarketingforhumans.com forward slash battle plan for your free workbook to take you through seven simple steps to get your digital marketing up to speed and ready for action. Okay, back to the show. Cheers. All right, we're going to get into some slightly more challenging areas now. Now, not difficult things, but things that might not be quick fixes, but are worthwhile. And I'm not going to go into too much depth because this is only a short podcast episode. But first of all, go find other people talking about the same things. No matter what you're talking about, and even if you're in a competitive industry, there will be other people out there talking about similar things. And it really does no harm just to send them an email, say, hi, I've just published this. I've seen you've written about something similar. Can we collaborate? Or can we help? Now, it's very important to keep it as personal as possible because there's a lot of fairly cheap software out there at the moment that sends out emails that say things like, hi, I would like to write a guest post for your website. You must have seen them. I think any website owner has probably had tons of them by now. So we want to make as clear as possible it's not that kind of thing. So just be personal. And do you know what? What works, what should work quite well is finding a phone number. If you can ring up the author, hey, just been reading your article, like it, um, I've just written about something similar. I'm wondering, can I link to you? Or you, know, you don't have to ask to link to someone, but just sort of make friends. This, this is old-fashioned relationships, unless they are like your fiercest competitor. There's probably lots of ways you can help each other. You know, just linking to each other's websites or talking about each other on social media is, is quite a, a low-drag resource thing to do. It's quite an easy thing to do. And it might be the start of a beautiful friendship. So there, find other people talking about the same things and have a chat with them, basically. Um, <laughs> right, so next up, Q&A sites. So Quora, websites like that. Where are people asking questions that your article answers? Now, you have to have a bit of a reputation for this, this method to work. You can't just find people on Quora, for example, and just reply and say, I've answered it on this blog. You have to develop your profile. You have to be a useful person before you start kind of hammering everyone with links. In fact, just don't ever hammer people with links without politely introducing yourself to the audience first, you know, to, to the website or whatever. Same goes for forums. If you're active on forums that are connected to your industry, then... Don't be afraid to tell people you've published something new or just put it in your forum signature. Forum, it feels a bit weird talking about forums and they're, they're seen as quite an old-fashioned thing, but they're still completely current. Right, so next up, blog commenting. Tread lightly. This, this has a bit of a, a funny reputation in the world of digital marketing and especially SEO. But commenting on people's blogs is still a good way of bringing traffic, so people, to your website. The core thing to remember is to add value to the conversation. Don't spam. Don't just hammer these, um, you know, these other blog posts with links to your own site. In fact, I, you almost have to get to know someone or get to know an author or a website before you can start, start dropping links. But it's worth the investment in time. The key thing to remember as well is to always add value to the conversation actually make sure you read the article that you're going to comment on. Have an opinion, add value. Oh, I, I see you've written this article about ice cube collecting. Now, have you seen that the Tri-X 4B ice cube tray keeps ice cubes colder? 
I've not tried it myself, but a friend had it. And, you know, just have a conversation, add value, try and give something new. Or, I mean, don't be a smart, smart aleck with this, but if you've read the article, you may have a different opinion. And it's okay to have a different opinion. But whatever blog comment you write, add value to the conversation, whether it's a different point of view, whether it's deeper information on things that have already been covered, but add value, make it good. Right. I think I'm going to wrap it up there because this is a subject I can probably talk about for, for quite a while. But just to kind of go back over what we've said, if you've written a new blog post or article on your website, make sure you use your social channels to post about, to tell people about it. It's a really good idea if you can to post on Google My Business. It's a good idea to have your sitemap connected to Google Search Console. It's a good idea to use your mailing list to tell people about it. I apologise if anyone listened to this is finding this a bit basic, but in my experience it's a really good idea to go back to basics because assumptions are very dangerous with digital marketing. We try and work on defined and objective data, so make no assumptions. And then Q&A sites, forums and blog commenting. There you go. Is that enough for you? Any questions? Let me know. Okay, I will see you next time. I'm looking for new guests at the moment. If you'd like to speak to me on the podcast, then please get in touch through the website. That's internetmarketingforhumans.com. Cheers for listening. Bye.